Welcome to Elite Six Business Networking Think Tank, facilitated by your host, Danny DeHeck, the place where decision makers come together to share their experience, knowledge, and skills. What does it mean to support local? So we'll open up the meeting to that. I'll uh, share the uh, screen, which is our mind node and we'll get the proverbial juices flowing. Uh, and let's see where this conversation takes us. How's everyone going today? Alrighty. Great, thank you. Should we do a quick introduction uh, before we do that maybe, and just go around the room and say who we are and what we do? Who wants to start? Let's go with um, Stephen. Stephen Fitzgerald Architecture. Um, I run a boutique office and specialize in hillside design residential generally but do anything happy to help people through um, their alterations their earthquakes their new builds anything generally to do with architecture brilliant and you create shelters that's something i always think about when I buildings, the weather. that's cool and david clarkson what do you do um david clarkson i'm from dynamic communication and we are trainers Principally, we are public speaking and business presentation skill trainers, but we also <coughs> do soft business skill training as well. We build more competent, more confident, more credible communicators. That's our key. Brilliant. Um, Matt James. Yeah, Matt James. Um, so I'm a business oh, right. consultant and coach. You are, and you're very good at it, but don't tell anyone that. It goes to his head. What about Sean? What do you do, Sean? Uh, Sean from Quality Clean, uh, focus on pest controls and doing one-stop job services for property maintenance. If you don't want it, he'll kill it. Good motto, that. <laughs> Mark. Yeah, Mark Scan. Um, after a lifetime of being a school principal, I'm into my fourth year of being an insurance broker now. It's been a huge change. Huge number of uh, skills that are transferable I've found. What I specialize in is uh, working with uh, all people, whether they're individuals or small business owners, to give them long-term affordability and sustainability of premiums so they're not following this exponential curve. And I don't know why more people are not taking these options. So what you're basically saying is when you get to 60 and you're paying $800 a month, you'll wish you spoke to you 10 years earlier. Absolutely. That's what I do. Brilliant. Um, Paul, who's having a sip of this coffee, all the way from Rangura. Uh, we um, specialise is probably the wrong word. Um, basically, we do everything IT for small businesses. So we become the small businesses IT manager. We do security services, backups, remote access, uh, act as a basically a central point for anything they need. And you sell products. What? How many products do you have online? Uh, we've got about 150, 160,000 products on our database, which we're just in the process of starting to launch. So just finishing tidying it up, and then we'll do some Facebook and Google advertising and yeah. see if we can push it New Zealand-wide. Yeah, that's pretty cool. It's a really cool setup. You've got the uh, canterburycomputers.co.nz. Um, now, Jim, uh, you got your mic on. I'm going to ask to unmute. Do you want to tell us what you do, Jim? He's probably gone on the phone knowing him. Uh, all right, Steph. Have that, have I got that name right? Okay. Uh, the Steph, Janine, and Anna. Uh, with... Anna. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, everyone. Recruit. <laughs> yeah, I'm your recruit, and Charlie, who's downstairs. Um, uh, we're from the Art Wave. Um, we help businesses in New Zealand and Australia. Um, with the e-commerce um, and integration between systems and yeah so any problems between systems and making you know like resolving data issues as well between systems we get involved and try and help them resolve them so they can spend more time on their businesses and less time on manual processes yeah, that sounds good to me uh, Nigel Young so not so young, sir. Right. Affordable housing, basically, is my area of interest. Affordable housing and looking at things within um, the house, the built environment as well, 
um, not quite so much, but yeah, affordable housing, big area of need in the country, as you probably all know. So how to get the price down and the quality up is the goal. That sounds cool. Oh, thank you very much. Uh, and I'm Danny DeHeck. I'm the facilitator for today, in case you wonder who I am. So I've got a mind map in front of us. For those people listening on our podcast, what we do is we ask people to put their comments as they say them in the chat window. And at the end of it, we produce a blog and uh, a mind map that goes onto our website and also um, hopefully you get some insight. So the question today is, what does it mean to support local? I've probably got a bit of an illustration with that one is we have a lot of online shops and our products do come from um, overseas. So a lot of people at the moment are messaging us saying, where's the products coming from? And I'm going China and they go, oh, I want to support local. And I go the two and a half thousand dollar cell phone that I am talking to you on from Apple was made in China. Do you have one? <laughs> and often the time as they go, yes, I do. So lots of things are made in China, but when you do buy from me, it does support me and I am a local business. So that was sort of like where I come from with that and I'm just wondering what's your experience been um, especially at the moment after lockdown a lot of people are really wanting to support local so maybe we're looking for some people's experiences of supporting people locally anyone got any thoughts on that well I guess um, my my opening comment Danny is through the lockdown and and going into this virtual zoom reality I've actually extended my boundaries once more so rather than being local uh, it's given me the opportunity which I've had to take really to be able to generate uh, additional clients for my insurance brokerage so um, I'm looking and picking up clients now Wellington, Auckland, Nelson um, so it's sort of been a bit of a flip for me. Good question here I'm asking what is local? Um, without local New Zealand. Yeah. Without being crude, you don't shit in your own backyard. Um, so what I do like about working locally is there's a lot of authenticity of people you're meeting on a regular basis. Mm -hmm. So businesses and that, that work local and coordinate locally, see each other locally, socialise locally, know each other locally, there is a degree of authenticity that's perceived to be uh, generated by that and it should be something that, that generates through all parts of your business. So that's what I like about it. Yep. Uh, Just going on from what Danny said earlier, uh, classic case for me was I wanted to buy a new computer, so I bought it from a local firm in Christchurch. The, the product was sourced from, from China. And uh, when, I, when I got the product, took it home and used it, I couldn't make it go. So I was able then to go back to the people who'd sold it to me and said, how do you make this go? And it was a classic case of once you know the way to do it, then it's easily to, easy to do thereafter. Mm. But they were able to, to show me how to make it go. And now I'm a happy customer again. So I just think that's a classic case of where you, you if you support your local supplier, then... Uh, if something goes wrong, you've got a, got somebody to go to and uh, in a face-to-face -face sense. And I think that makes it much, how can I say, much more human. It's much more user-friendly. Yep. Yeah, I, th I think in terms of what David, Stephen and you were saying, Danny, it's, it's often supporting the local business person who in turn may well be sourcing their uh, products from overseas because that's how the global economy works. Mm. So I think you, you'd become uh, a little bit unstuck and you find it limiting to not only um, support local but to buy local, which means all New Zealand produce because that's quite a limited field and I think we need to go beyond that for many things. Yeah. yeah. Um, don't forget to put your messages in there. So your experience on that, if people want to... Um, chuck their words in the uh, chat room that helped me out building this um, this masterpiece of uh, information we have at the end of this meeting. Uh, thanks, Matt. Better relationships, more accountability, uh, better service. So On a straight economic point of view, if you're not spending your money in your local area, then the local area, by definition, is not doing so well. So you all tend to suffer for that, don't you? Do you think that's why they put money into the economy? Because then it... Um, I always think, you know, like... The government might spend a million dollars running some event, but the concussions of running that event might generate $10 million worth of revenue for the economy. So 
the spend is actually only 10%. Hmm. Is that how it works? Yeah. That's how it's supposed to work. Yeah. So, I mean, a good question is probably if somebody gave you um, $10,000 and you spend it in the economy, um, the cost of that money to the person who gave out the $10,000 is actually what? Because it comes back as GST anyway. <laughs> I don't know. Is that how the government works it out? Yeah. Hmm. I'd love to get, is that what an economist actually works out? How that money works. Money flow, yeah. Guess yeah. so. Yeah. Well, as an example, a few years back, you may recall the RSA with the Anzac property decided not to use the local Kilmarnock Industries, which is using people who don't have quite the abilities the rest of us do, and sent them offshore to be made in China. The argument was they were saving $100,000. But the local, everybody locally got very upset because it wasn't supporting the local, even though it was going to cost, in that sense, $100,000 more. So how does that work? What do you do there? Yeah, that's cool. That was a good one. That, that really was a big uproar, wasn't it? Yes, there was. But the economy, economy is you may find that $100,000 less is contributed towards the expense because they don't support the concept. Oh, that was high tech for me. I'm trying to absorb that. It may not have balanced the cost of producing them against the cost of the donations. Mm. Right. Yeah. yeah, so a practical sense. Um, I did like the idea of, um, I know when I support people locally and like even if, um, let's say if I, if somebody else was doing a monthly service like I was and I use their services and they use my services and we both exchange money, it's sort of a win-win for everyone then. I'm thinking of actually Chris because I've actually um, paying for a membership to do his box fit. Um, so I'm paying for his service and then he's paying for Elite Six membership. Which to me that sounds quite cool, <laughs> you know. At the end of the government's probably collecting the GST off both of us, <laughs> you know. But um, that's ways I like to think it, 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 supporting each other in that sort of way. Yeah. So what uh, we're talking about your experiences with, um, obviously supporting local. Can you think of some things you've done recently that you thought actually I can I can actually have a choice and I can do this instead of that or like we went out to a um, what did we do we went somewhere the other day and we thought we'd support local and we had a oh that's right we went to Greymouth and we thought we'd go to the little wee cafe that could help us um, with, uh, how did it Vicky's trying to ring uh, sorry um, yeah, we support the local cafe because they're a vegan cafe and we went and sat in there for 20 minutes waiting for them to serve us. And they never come up, so we finished up walking out. And we thought, here we are going around supporting the local tourism. Or we went to Kaikoura and that was $175 for one of the worst nights accommodation we've ever had. <laughs> you know, and we thought, well, stuff, stuff supporting local, this is what we're getting. We're getting treated like we're a rich tourist. Um, you know, and everything about the place wasn't even up to speed. And then I felt like, oh, I got a bit disheartened. I thought, well, actually, I'll be more savvy now. Because sometimes you do support the local, but you don't get the, the service that somebody else might offer somewhere else, which isn't local. Yeah. And going on from that, Danny, Kiwis are inclined to vote with their feet and not with their mouths. Mm. And so if, you know, I think one of the things about supporting local is that if you get good service, you let them know. And if you get bad service, you let them know. Yep. Uh, things ain't going to improve or keep on at a high level unless you do both those things. I think that's brilliant what you just said, actually, is give praise, we give credit where credit true, or give good and um, bad feedback, isn't it? Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Stuff, guys. Yeah, um, I also think that supporting locals should go beyond business. So, like, even when you like doing a business shop or anything like that, like, for instance, we had New World yesterday and they were doing those parcels for families. So, we always go the extra mile to like try and contribute to whatever. So, I think the key thing is wherever you are, like, look for opportunities to support not only local businesses, but also local communities mm. and local charities, eh? 
Yes, yeah. local charities too. We support local sports clubs like the high school's rugby club and the Saracens rugby club. Yeah. Oh, that's brilliant. Nice. Yeah. Actually, like one that met here the other day uh, on Upstream. And basically, people can book your services through there and then a percentage of that money goes off to a charity that you choose. Yeah, I think it's. I think the charity is matt.james.com. Yeah, very worthy. Always one around there, isn't he? <laughs> Can we all have our own charity? <laughs> yep. yep. Yeah. Nothing wrong with that, I reckon. Uh, I think my wife, my wife thinks I'm a charity case. I think. Yeah. I think one one area people <laughs> tend to forget is New Zealand's very different from many other countries because it's built on lots of franchises. So what you mm. might think is a national brand is actually a locally owned business. Mm. Yes, yes, yeah. that's very true. Yeah, um, yeah, it's a, it's a good example of that. I can't think of it, but I'm thinking of that reminds me of something really. Um, yeah. It's all the, all the Kentucky Fried and the yeah. McDonald's and people yeah. like that, Burger King, they're all they're all local businesses but part of an international franchise, yeah. Yeah. Mm. yeah. yeah. I had a bit of an illustration, it might be a bit of a waffle, I explained it briefly on Wednesday, but I liken business to a massive river and you've got all these um, big ships that can travel down the big river and they're like the big businesses and then you've got all the small to medium-sized businesses, which are all the different vessels that people choose to go up and down the river on. And some people are real adventurers, and they might pick a jet ski or a jet boat. Um, some people might just be rowing. Some people might be in a walker, whatever it is. But we all have different types of businesses. But currently, what's happening with businesses at the moment is the water's not as deep as it used to be. So... A lot of these vessels that were traveling up and down can't navigate around the rocks very well and they aren't surviving. So I sort of said to a lot of people like us who, what type of vessel are they? What sort of ship are they? Or what sort of, are they a, a paddle boater? And what we might need to do now, we might be able to use the same vessel, but we might need to move over to the left of the river a little bit and slow down a little bit and just stay on the river. And That's I just good. sort of, yeah. yeah. And you use that analogy another way. If you say if you're the big, gigantic uh, oil tanker, you're much harder to manoeuvre than if you are a little canoe. Mm. Yep. Yeah. Especially when Change you look course. at the bow mat and see that the name painted down the side is called um, HM Titanic. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> but um, a lot of these big ships aren't going to be very good in this river. And, and the, I think what I like about the river concept is the fact that being a small business that's nimble and flexible we can navigate really fast um mm. you know and that's exciting things there's lots of opportunities that come around like we might decide to start becoming a, a small passenger ferry because these big ships aren't able to do it anymore you know so that's all about opportunities and the like and being nimble. yeah and i think that's where um like uh, the question we've asked uh, a few people this week is are they uh doing what they want to do uh, in the, are they doing the business they want to do? I've got the question now, but I'm asking people, are they content in their business at the moment? And everyone says, yes, they are. And I think that's why we work for ourselves. Because we get to choose what time of bed day we get up, if we're out of bed, and we get to do what we really want, rather than working yeah. at the supermarket, pushing vegetables across the beep. 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 <laughs> quite, a, quite appealing. You did that very well. Thank you very much. Used to work in the supermarket. Me too. <laughs> yeah. Actually, um, out of, out of curiosity, um, people's first jobs. What were they? I managed a hay baling contractor. Oh yeah. S um, sweeping floor for a veggie and fruit auctioneer. <laughs> My father put me into a job of filling potholes on the back roads of the West Coast, and that's the best thing that could have generated me to go to university. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, look at you. <laughs> yeah. I've got to go, guys. See you later. All right, mate. See you guys. Bye. 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 So are we on to the problem section now, Danny? I think so, yeah. I wanted to tell people my first job was a sledgehammer and a brick wall. $5 an hour. 
which is quite good at the top of the wire. Um, okay, yeah, problem. So Stephen, prepared to go the extra mile. Is that a, people experience? Is that a? That's that's still um. The same experience. Yeah. All right. Okay, so what's the problem of keeping it local? That is actually probably an easier topic to discover, discuss on this topic. Um, quantity? Yeah. Yeah, okay, thanks. <laughs> yeah, so we try to diversify between local businesses, but we don't get that quality wherever we go. So um, it's certain places that you're always inclined to go back to because of the quality that you get in terms of products and uh, service and so it's very difficult to always yeah I don't know how do you word it mm. yeah you don't get the good quality wherever you go mm. yep um, pro okay so first of all um, Matt's given a good one so uh, quality do you want to put that in the chat window um, quality what is it really quality and service isn't it or sometimes you don't get that when you support local which is ironic if that's what we're talking about yeah, you need to make your um, text clear again, Danny. It's all yeah. Fuzzy. Something's gone wrong. You, you can't read the um, screen at the moment, Danny, for some reason. Yeah, yeah. the um, bandwidth, unfortunately. I need to flip out something. Okay. Uh, how can like I? Minecraft. You need to move to a better suburb, perhaps out east somewhere. Well, they've just dug up our drive and put this fiber stuff right to our door now. So yeah, it's got a cross on it, by the looks of it. Need to subscribe yeah. to it then. See <laughs> 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 you guys, eh? Yeah. Have you <laughs> <laughs> you wouldn't even know what fiber is in the bum. The <laughs> Apple dial-up modem, Danny. Yeah, oh, we cut that out. You get the <laughs> choice. Um, okay, I actually like the, the choice is really good, actually, um, because um, I will change it. If, I'll read them out. I don't know why that screen's doing that. How can I? Oh, I know what I'll do. I'll reshare the screen. That will fix it. Um, actually, the problem is, yes, choice. Sometimes you can't make the same choices. Mm. Um, that you yeah. would if you did support local. So I think that's a big limiting factor for me. Mm. How's that? Let's try that. Yeah. Let's... And then on the other side... Um, there you go. That's kind. Yeah. On the other side, because of all the problems of the world, um, I think we also need to be a lot more flexible and lenient of what people can offer locally. Mm. Mm. Um, for some reason, I'm sending messages to Stefano. Never mind. <laughs> Sorry, yeah. I had a guy um, sent me a message because I didn't get back to his email for a week, um, and he was um, he was going to go to the police because he hasn't heard from me <laughs> for a seventeen dollar cable, um, and all the questions that he was asking was already answered. And it was just funny that people went to that extreme because I didn't get back to him for a week, and I know I should have, but I had hundreds of emails. And then I'm reading the correspondence to this guy, and I actually finished up putting my phone number, and he rang me up and apologised because he said he's just got so frustrated that he couldn't couldn't get an answer immediately to his question, and and I said, and you were going to go to the police about that? He's laughing sort of. I said, is that oh, Ricky, come on, learn how to use this stuff. All right, he's trying to intercept my phone call. Um, but I just thought that's the extreme that some people felt they had to go to because they couldn't get an, an, a, a reply to an email. <laughs> so anyway, I talked to the police about it. And then tell them how did they respond? No, no, I didn't. But um, the funny thing was that this other person rang us up, said you don't put your phone number on your website. And he's, and he's the customer, and I should have a phone number on the website. And I'm going, well, actually, I don't have, there's no legal requirement. I don't have to have my phone number on the website. And if I did, I'd spend half an hour like I am talking to you all day long to people who don't read. <laughs> and then he goes, is this the way you treat your customers? And I say, yes, it is. <laughs> but um, it's just like, you, I said to her, what we're actually asking people is for a little bit of empathy and understanding that were overwhelmed with inquiries, but it doesn't matter that I say that, they still demand an instant reply. Mm. And I think a lot of people's expectations are now that they are the customer and you should be there for every beck and call. So this week I went through my website and changed my hours from nine to five and thought I'm gonna set up systems that uh, 
answer things when I'm not there instead of being uh, um, expected to answer every woman call for every client because their dissatisfaction levels are higher, if that makes sense. Mm. What about you guys? Well, I think the more removed you physically are from the end customer physically, the more aggressive the client can become. It's when you actually talk to someone in the shop, people are that are more easy to give empathy and understanding. If you say, look, um, I, mean, I can't get you to next week or whatever, they understand. But if you if they have no physical contact with you or it's email or something, then they're, they're just horrid at times, aren't they? Yeah. They can't see the white of your eyes, so they sort of, uh, it's okay. <laughs> I had to tell you this guy the phone call. He's telling me, "Is this the way you treat the customers?" I said, "Well, mate, I'm sorry, I don't want you as a customer." <laughs> I said, "We don't want you as a customer. Please do not buy from us again." Because you know, some people just get so aggressive with it. And mm. I, I hear the frustration, and you're trying to be reasonable, and you're trying to think, "Oh, I put myself in the issues," and I go, "I don't think there's any excuse for bad behaviour." No, I agree with you. But, but more though, isn't it? Mm. If you do that locally, if it's your backyard, your local community, then there, there can be a little bit of backlash from that sort of thing. Where exactly. Remote, more remote. So it does hold you to more accountability to perform more professionally, I would assume. I think it's an education process, actually, because, um, you know, quite often my business and I'm in recruitment, you know, so what we advertise role, we'll have 200 people applying and... Um, and, and what happens is quite often people don't realize that you might be dealing with 20 people. They get in touch with you and they want to have that conversation in the middle of everything else going on. And that conversation might be a really long rambling. Oh, what's that noise? Is that me? Yeah, it's Vicky. They want that personal attention. The trouble is, is they don't see what else is going on. This is the big problem is if someone walked into your shop and you were serving five people, they wouldn't want to barge to the front and ask about you know, rubber bands or something. But exactly. Because they can't see that. I think there's an education process. I mean, I like the ones that say, please, please read our FAQs before you ask a question. Mm. And uh, that, you know, I accept that. You know, sometimes you think you're not people's mum. Mm. Yeah. And we, um, we had a guy that was complaining that our parcel was taking so long. And, I, and, um, and then I said, but it's right beside the product and you failed to read it. And he goes, oh, you can't expect me to have to read every part of your website. And I said, but it's right beside the product that you ordered. And I said, and yes, I do expect you to read it because we're entering a contract. And I said, now you're telling me off because you, um, <laughs> you know, um, because you didn't read. I said, it's not my problem. You know, he goes, oh, that's not very nice. And I said, no, what's not very nice? You just don't like the words that I'm telling you. Because you... <laughs> so that's what the nice, not nice part. I said, I don't know how else to rephrase it that you should have read before you ordered from us. So, yeah. But it is, it is um, you know, and they go, I'll never buy from you again. And I said, I'm not doubting that for a minute. <laughs> go, to my, go, go, to, go to my competition and give them heaps. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I mean, that's the other one. And um, yeah. I, I, we took a lot of our wording off Dick Smith's website. I bought a, 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 a pair of $400 headphones. Mm. Uh, they took uh, 20 days to get here and it was dicksmith.co.nz and I didn't complain because I just knew that's it is what it is I have to wait so the, yeah. The, yeah all right guys that's great uh, problems so we've got a few then uh, have we going with them well I mean the fact is quite often if you search locally let's say you want something these days people even use Google to search locally but quite often you'll search locally and it'll turn out to be not a local company so and then you see all the variety. Oh, fantastic. It's local. And then you pick up the 0800 number. Oh, no, we're in, you know, Brisbane or in Auckland somewhere. Yeah. Mm. And so it's kind, of, it's kind of hard to even know if they're local. Yeah. There was a, that wee site that was around a few years ago that had 100% New Zealand owned. Yeah. Uh, you know, technically speaking, my electronics shop is 100% New Zealand owned. <laughs> products are 100% made in China. <laughs> <laughs> well, exactly. I've actually bowed people up about that and say 100% New Zealand owned, you know, shop local. So I'll ring up and say, so, so how do you get all those supplies that you supply from New Zealand? Oh, no, we don't. We got them from China. We want you, we want you to pay, pay shop locally, but we, we'll, we'll buy where we get, get it cheapest. I'm thinking, yeah, hypocrisy. <laughs> yeah. But then um, do, we, um, like, do we need to tell people, like, 
it's you know that's the thing is like uh, what obligations do we have as like every part of our business even, I don't even know how many people in here probably is everything we do local and that's what the question is today what does it mean to support local is it the local economy we're supporting yeah. well the oh. irony is like if you um, my son's era um, that, that there seems to be this habit of you go for example if you're into sports and you go to get some new pair of rugby boots or the like he'll go into the local shop and try them on work out his size and then he'll go online and buy them cheaper yeah um, so, so and, and so that really pisses me off but mm. but that seems to be the key thing you know you try get the right size check you like it and then you just go to the cheapest supply you can find online and that's um that's a trend then you get caught you get what you pay for because you get no customer service if it's damaged or needs to be repaired and and it's just a, it's just a crap thing to do, um, yeah. but unfortunately, a lot of people do kind of shop that way. And you're right, my um, oh, sorry, Mark, just my watch guy, he um is always asked to price shop with um other shops, but when they come to support, they come into his shop with the watch they bought somewhere else and ask for support, and he goes, "Where'd you buy it?" And they goes, "Oh, online somewhere." And he goes, "Well, I don't have to support," <laughs> but they still want the support, but they didn't pay for it. Mark, sorry. Yeah. I think we still need to bear in mind and sort of coming through um, with a commentary like Lachlan was saying is that so much of what we do buy through retail outlets is sourced from overseas. But I think the, the way the New Zealand economy works, and I'm just guessing here, but I would suggest that about 95% of the products that are in retail outlets today are from overseas. So it has very little to, to um, put into some of those um, places and retail outlets. Is um, supporting local just about shopping? No, well, I, I actually think it's all about supporting yourself. I mean, look at look at um, look at just where I live here, for example. If people shop in local shop, the shop gets better, and then they might decide, you know, what? Well, let's just offer, let's get a coffee machine, offer coffee. Why they can only do that when you shop locally. Um, you know, if you're hopping in your car and driving to the mall and, and, and buying your coffee, well, they're never going to be able to justify a coffee machine. And then you think, then you go and you say, well, actually, I'd like some fresh fruit. So you get fresh fruit and everyone around you gets fresh fruit and it has a chance to breathe life back into community. So when you're shopping local, what you're really doing is putting back, back uh, energy into your own existing, your own village. And villages are sort of, uh, 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 what's the word, they're, they're a disappearing thing. Yeah. What we find is we get a lot of people coming into the shop saying, do you do TV repairs? And we say, well, no. And then they seem to get upset that they're going to have to go to Christchurch. Mm -hmm. well, we used to have a guy on the high street repaired them, but no one bought TVs from him. So he went out of business. And that's what happens with local businesses. If they're not supported, mm. they close. Yeah. Yeah. I remember going to the Ring Euro promotions and they said, don't go over the bridge. <laughs> And I thought, I, I come over the bridge to your meetings, but it was a big thing. Rangyuri, you don't actually need to actually go into town, really. But I had to laugh when they said that. It's kind of un PC in a way, but it, I get what they're saying. We've even got our own traffic lights out here now. Just yeah, I know. <laughs> actually, um, what difference does it make when we do, like, is, it, is that something that we're, we're talking about? Is that, um, like, when you do support your local community, I believe it makes a huge difference. Even a little the money bit. goes back into the community, doesn't it? The profits yeah. go back into the community and get spent locally because I know since I've started the shop, I'm much more aware now I will buy from a smaller local business than one of the big chains. Mm. It's the multiplier effect of the dollars spent, Paul, isn't it? Yeah. Right? Mm. You know, if one dollar spent with you can can be anything mean anything up to ten to fifteen dollars down the track as a result yeah. of that purchase. You know, yeah. and I think that's the, that's the big thing. But can I say one thing? One of the things that, and it's been referred to about people going in and checking stuff and then in a local store and then going and buying online. Yeah. I think part of that is, the, is, is and especially with, some, with the youngsters, um, but not, it's not confined to them, is the, the sort of the me too um, philosophy that people have it's about me and it's not about anybody else mm -hmm. and so you know i'll get it the cheapest place i can into hell um and i think that's it's it's an attitude thing as well that people don't recognize the effect of their purchasing on community that we've been talking about 
Mm. It's funny you say that, Dave. I was listening to CNN News last night before I went to bed, and they were this guy was doing a talk about um, American people, and he said American people is all about being out for yourself, and mm. he said that's what we've built our, our country on. Listen to his words, and, and he's telling everyone that they're all individuals, mm. and they're out for themselves, and that's the American way. Mm. And he was saying, this is good, and this is what America's built on. And I'm going, wow. And we're kind of like, if you went to Bangladesh, it's it's what you can do for your um, your friend or your somebody else in your community first. And then often they don't put themselves. And it was just amazing listening to this guy say it like it was the norm. <laughs> but, uh, it's, interesting. it's interesting. When I was in Switzerland, I was very surprised. They... they um, legislate that you need to support your own company, uh, your own country, and your own region. So, when you're in different provinces and parts of Switzerland, you must buy your vehicle from that province. Mm. So mm. it's self-generating the, the the wealth within the region, and, and they legislate for that over there. Yeah, mm. but that, you're going down that slippery slope. You know, as a country, Stephen, we've been out of that tariff regime for 25 plus years now haven't we so there is some downsides around that type of yes you are correct but the whole buy local concept is trying to generate that again without legislating it mm. and, and it, it's done by choice here yeah. but, but i actually think sometimes that, that that the smart thing might be to 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 tie in the correlation between shopping local and I don't think people necessarily get that. And I don't think that, A, they don't understand it, but also I don't necessarily think they get that. But what I'm talking about is, you know how these fundraisers, you know, imagine if there was a thing whereby if people, local stores effectively, if people shopped locally and there's a way of people, when they had a choice, when they shop locally, then that would go to a, a, a fundraiser, which would pay for something. Um, and how would you obviously manage that that'd be a complex thing but just to get people to think hang on a minute i could drive into town but if i shop locally here yes it's going to cost me a bit more um but you know eventually we're going to get this uh because that's exactly what happens people if people shop locally you get more facilities because businesses do better hmm. yeah do you see hey, what i mean that's a good intro for matt to talk to us about upstream all right Oh, first of all, Matt, what did you mean by personal experience? Um, so, by having create by the by the um, retailer or the supplier creating a really personal experience, so it's tailored for the individual client. Um, so you don't do a one size fits all oh. approach, and creating that long term relationship. Um, that's a really good way of retaining clients, even if you if your price isn't. Um, uh, let's, create, let's create a personal experience. Yeah. Yep. All right. Okay. And tell us about upstream. Sorry about that, Dave. Um, oh. Back to Matt. To do. Okay. So, um, in the charity sector, the classic model is people have you know bucket shaking days or um, you know ask for donations online, and that's just a traditional way of. Or they, they come and approach local businesses and ask people for money. And um, that's a quite understandable model because it's reliant completely on the um, how much money the local business might have to give. It's also the reality as a local business, you get very little from giving a donation. Um, you know, it's really throwing money out the window. It could be argued. You don't actually, in terms of business sense, so Upstream were, came from a, a charitable organization and they made the link that um, if basically what they do is they find good suppliers uh, of lots of different, any product or service you can imagine, and they actively promote those suppliers um, and act as a, a, like a sales funnel, if you will. And then the, but the, the suppliers agree to give a percentage of their transactions that come through upstream into a, a charitable pot and you can choose which charity you support. So what it means is like a virtuous win-win cycle because suddenly you have people selling your products on your behalf or you know, in, in, uh, creating sales opportunities on your behalf um, and then you're giving a percentage 
to that charity. So it's just self-sustaining. So it means the actual charity themselves don't have to do so much bucket shaking or whatever and get a more sustainable income stream. You get somebody else um, selling your products and services or making introductions for you at least on your behalf. And it's just that win-win. So for example, um, my wife and I, we have both our businesses registered and we both give 10%. So if somebody comes to us via upstream, then for every, we give, um, you know, $1 on every 10, we give to the charity. So, and, and you get used to that and it's hit that and it's really cool. And at the end of the year, they have a like a widget which they can put on your website, which says how many hours you've contributed um, to charitable endeavours. So the upstream started off in doing, dealing with suicidal issues with youth. And so what they've done, they've equated every dollar to how many hours of counselling that has bought. And so it's really, really cool. So you can actually see your benefit that you've created to the community or your given chosen charity um, and your clients too, too. So it's like a warm and fuzzy. You've got some business you wouldn't have had otherwise. And they've got some money that they wouldn't have had otherwise. So, yeah, it's really good. So upstream, as Danny's just been flashing around. Yep. Um, that you, is great. Fantastic. Like affiliate marketing, but the charity gets it. Yeah, that's right. And it's, yeah. and it's such a, it's, it's cool because it's a win-win because, you know, the normal model is somebody comes up to you and says, look, can you sponsor our, our mm. event or something? And, and if you've got the money, you go, yeah, all right. Um, and you know you're actually throwing that money away because in terms mm. of business, it doesn't generate anything, unfortunately. That's the reality of giving a donation. Mm. Um, whereas this, it does. So it's a win-win. And at the moment, because of, you imagine all the COVID impacts, you've probably seen yourself, how many charities are really, really, really struggling because there's been no money coming in um, through, the, the, through their own marketing. So, um, yeah. Yeah, I like it. I think it's a good idea. I signed up yesterday and haven't heard back yet, but um, a bit of a process is getting approved and seeing whether you're yeah. eligible. But it looks really good. And I noticed a few faces just going through that website of people. Uh, there was a mortgage broker in there, um, ironically. But... Um, you know, obviously those sort of services are a good idea for, I, I don't see why there wouldn't be anyone that couldn't really put themselves on there in some form or other and offer their services. I mean, if there's an insurance broker, um, there could be a good idea there, Mark, too. Have you, have you applied on that? Yeah, yeah, I have. I'm still, um, I didn't go into their first round, so I'm just positioning myself for this uh, second round. So, yeah, useful synergies there. And I did a presentation to uh, Mitch, the guy who's, on the ground with it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so the, they don't have a lockout. You know, you don't have one of every category or anything like that. But but ha having said that, they don't. They try not to have too many in one character group because it just dilutes the impact. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's cool. I like it. Things like that. It's all about thinking different, isn't it? And that's what we're talking about really today. So what else we got here? Um, we've got a few solutions on the board already. Um, we've got problems with keeping it local. If we stay focused on the topic, um, yeah, what does it mean? Have we figured out what it means yet? Stupid thing. Um, it's a conscious choice, I think, isn't it? That's what it means. It's a, a choice with a consequence. I think you nailed it right there. Actually, what I'm thinking of when you said that is, where do you spend your money? Have a conscious think about what impact is it going to make whether I buy this here or there? And for the sake of a $20 extra or even a bit extra, it doesn't really matter. And I think somebody, I don't know, there's a notion here, which actually is when you do business with somebody, they normally come back. It's another way of building a relationship. And something really dumb I used to do when I was traveling around as a mobile internet consultant, I used to knock on motelier's doors and rental car operators and tell them about my products or services. And often they would say, oh, yeah, I already have a guy. Well, they didn't actually. They were quite open to talk to it at the time. But my most cunning plan was ringing up a rental car company. And um, he asked me what I wanted the rental car for. And I said, well, I actually want to go around and see other rental car companies and offer my services. And he said, what services is it? And I said, well, I'll tell you when I pick up the car. So when I went to pick up the car and paid for his service, I finished up staying in that guy's office for two weeks, building him two websites. And I did it in-house. And then when I used to travel around moteliers, they used to say, oh, you had a good day. Yep. And what, what do you do? And I said, I'm not going to tell you. 
And they go, why not? And I said, well, if I tell you you want to use my services and I've had such a big day that I'm exhausted, so I'll tell you in the morning. Oh, come on, tell me what you do. And they go, no, 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 I'm tired of talking. And then um, I, I honestly got three hotels out of using that strategy. But I used to go there to spend money and it used to turn into work. Mm. And that was the point, really. You know, rather than going to get, go to give. expression yeah i've done enough talking unusual not <laughs> <laughs> make a note in my diary there <laughs> oh i've got a good look at my spelling don't look at my spelling oh that's better sorry <laughs> go to give not to get not go to get Oh, yeah, not. Who get? How are we doing? That's it. That's great. That's my 10 cents worth. Mm -hmm. What's the solution? Oh, think about where our money is going. Have we got that one? Uh, I'll write it down for you and you can capture it. Yeah. I think that one has been fixed, is it? Trade on... Was it trade on quality, not price? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it is that, isn't it? And like, I do think the experiencing is a big part of that very conversation. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, and it's funny because under lockdown, we didn't actually, well, I didn't spend much, well, I spent hardly no money on entertainment whatsoever. Now, you might, to put it in perspective, I normally spend $1,500 to $2,000 a month on food and entertainment by going out every month, right? Mm -hmm. And all of a sudden we went down to lockdown and I didn't spend any money. Instantly that money accumulated into money in the bank account. And I'm thinking, why do I go out there and do, spend this money in the economy? But recently um, I, I scanned about 10 receipts of cafes and bars I've been to in the last two weeks because I'm going out again. And I'm, I actually feel like I'm now wasting a lot of my money on entertainment and food. <laughs> but I local economy. Yeah, but I am supporting the local economy. And then I think, is that my job? Do I have to be the one that supports it's the economy? everybody's job. Always eat and drink with a client, Danny, so it's a tax-deductible expense. Yeah. And it is the impact of my $1,500 costing me $1,500. Was it costing me six or $700? Because the rest of it is, like you say, you know, I, I'm out there meeting people. I'm doing business. I'm creating business. You know, my, my expenditure is actually creating me income. It's part of my it's part of my advertising going out to a cafe with a colleague. I had a scenario where for three months my partner went overseas and I was concerned on how I'd run my business and how I'd survive. I was taking my children to kindergarten and I met so many mums locally that wanted business and work and alterations. I got more work in that three months than I had in the last two years. <laughs> right. And yet, now, how do we put that into a sentence? Because what you just said is exactly what it's all about. It's about being in, out in your community. It, it's, you're a walking billboard for your own services. Being and seen in the community. Being seen and... and... Yeah, it generates conversation. Well, it's about local visibility, isn't it, in a nutshell? Yep, put that one down, Mark. That's good. I mean, I, I go out, it doesn't matter where I go, I know a lot of people, I always bump into somebody. Um, <clears throat> how about, I'm, I'm in Hokitika, I'm in Greymouth, we're at the Spates Owl House, and <coughs> the guy standing beside me, um, uh, we're talking, watching the rugby, and I said, oh, I, I don't know who to support, the Blues or Waikato, I think it was, because I'm a, and he's over to I, and I said, oh, you had a good day, and he said, yeah, I'm a, I'm a, a truck driver, I said, oh, What's that like at the moment? You've got less traffic on the road at the moment. What sort of truck do you drive? He goes, oh, I work for Tully's and I drive an 18-wheeler. I said, whoa, one of the big, the big trucks. And then the girl behind the bar says, oh, you'll know my father. He owns Tully's. He, he's the main head guy in Tully's here in, in Greymouth. Oh, I know. and then it was like, oh, and everything came together. I thought, what a stupid thing that is. All, just by having a conversation, being out there, there's two people that have a common interest right in front of you. Only happens in um, the rural well, areas over the coast. It certainly happens in countries like us, just two degrees of separation, really. One and a half, yeah. yeah. But it but does I, generate business. Say that again? 
it does generate business. Yeah, it yeah. does. And don't underestimate it, I reckon. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. It's, it's interesting, you know, we're talking about this, the, the, the sort of involvement, though, um, thinking of where your money goes. And I could see the upstream thing with the charities. But, you know, if I was living in Rangiora and they had a thing whereby there was a way of documenting who could shop local and then that went back into a Rangiora promotion thing, I'd be thinking, you know what, that's not a bad little loop. Mm. And, and then you can sort of, you think, well, hang on a minute, you know, we've got this, we've got that. And, and having something that earns a bit of money and does a bit of promotion at the same time is, is obviously, a, it's a nice little self-perpetuating thing, you know? I think business, business looping, I'll call it. <laughs> business looping, three S's. Um, but I think the point I'm making it there really is that... You're my spelling, I'm dyslexic and I'm in a wheelchair and you would, wouldn't tell a guy in a wheelchair to get up and walk when he walked in the room. <laughs> well, at least you can't chase me down the road. Um, but, <laughs> but, um, but I guess my point is, is, is in terms of, you know, people say, oh, look, shop local, support local. But to make it sustainable in some ways, I think people have to see a reward that, that helps that process. If it, I don't know if that makes any sense. And I keep on thinking of the likes of the, um, the, the, what's it, the Kickstarter, where people put something in, and then after a certain amount of time, then they've made the money to do something, and everyone gets something. Mm -hmm. Yeah. yeah good. People are getting what I'm saying. Yeah. Yeah. We do, mate. We do. We still well, I think... Um, Missed you, by the way. You haven't been here for a few weeks. Yeah, I've been... Everyone's busy. I mean, I'll go... As my uncle said, well, I've got 168 hours in a week. How many have you got? Um, but um, Depends what it is. Uh, <laughs> and she talks. Got what? Got what? <laughs> Ticks? Um, um, uh, we actually uh, pushed for time. We've got four minutes. Just think right. of some takeaways um, that we um, could have in the next week's topic. We should be starting to discuss that now because I don't want to keep you uh, hanging too long. Um, what do you call it, um, like those submarines that, you know, like something that self, um, self drives itself, um, oh. like a car that never runs out of energy, self. I know what you mean. Yeah. It's like perpetual motion. No. Per perpetual motion. Yeah. Yeah. That's kind of what we're doing while we're supporting the economy in a way. It sort of feeds itself, isn't it? Self feeds itself. Yeah. It, yeah. It, it's, it's, it's a virtual perpetual loop then yeah virtuous cycle yeah virtuous cycle that's it danny you know uh, i would can you hear me we certainly can loud and clear oh i'm probably screaming down into my microphone um i was just thinking a, to a good topic which everybody could probably um you know benefit from is the, the guy from uh, dorian um if he could take us through um, all the things that that we could apply for government funding funded non funded interest free not interest free uh, bakshi and and i know we can go and troll through but i just hearing this morning earlier this morning when i was with you at 7:30 you know the different things that each person could uh, could apply for. I reckon yeah. that would be so helpful. Uh, for we're, we're, already, we're, we're already ahead of you there. Um, we've um, got a blog that lists all those links. Oh, okay. So you just need to find that and um, we can add to it later on if you've got more. Oh, okay. So, yeah. so that, yeah. is that on the H6 website? Yes, it is. Yeah. We're just oh, okay. Like that. And we're oh, just I just need nice, to go. Yeah, yeah, so no, that sort of stuff's already been um, bashed out, really. Okay. But, um, and also, okay. Matt James is the guy that knows everything like that. Right. <laughs> yeah. What he doesn't know, he makes up, I found. I, um, <laughs> just to go back on um, local. Um, what have we got? Go local. Is that what your takeaway is? Just That's funny enough, I applied for that um, $10,000 loan last night after listening to people. And I'm just sort of saying to other people, I have no reason not to um, have somebody else's money in my bank account. So I've got a tax account. So I applied for the loan. It took me five minutes. If you haven't got that ten thousand dollars sitting in your bank account, whereas Mark says ten thousand dollar loan and a, a gift of eighteen hundred dollars, <laughs> sorry, but it was quite funny. Um, but it means um, you want to know how to get that. Get it. Put it in your bank account and wait until they ask for it back. Or, or pay off expensive debt and, and utilize that cheaper interest rate. 
Yeah. So I, I weren't really into getting into debt, so to speak, but I've already got a car that's got 11% interest on it, so why wouldn't I use that and uh, and do that, you know? And instantly mm. I've got good money. But anyway, I'm just going to sit at my bank account and look at it for a, a couple of months. Good debt. Yes, good debt, bad debt. Um, yeah. So just, just because we're running out of time, we've got a minute. Um, next week's topic, um, something around self a business again. Um. <clears throat> so we're talking about if you think about this week's topic we sort of think of what does it mean to support local we discussed we've got some really good things the power of where you spend your money and, and the impact that has on the community are we talking about something that goes community based um, yeah yeah, innovation, innovation and creation of spending local. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'd, I'd bring it back a little bit because we could end up going down a bit of a rabbit hole. I think we need to broaden it up and say maybe taking the innovation and creation and, and how do we position ourselves post-lockdown to to take those sort of opportunities moving forward. Are we talking about opportunities? That's quite a good topic. Creating opportunities. We've done that before, I think. Yeah. What about something like um, building business health? Health? Yeah. Healthy Resilience. business. Eh? Yeah. Resilience? We've done resilience, I think. Resilience? Yeah. Creating, creating opportunities where opportunities don't exist or don't appear to exist. Uh, yeah. I see uh, my screen's all going funny again. Um, or positioning yourself for a changing marketplace or something like that. Yeah, oh, there you go. Yeah. Fluidness, something that's changing. Okay, can somebody write that? In? I quite like that idea. Um, so yeah. It's, it's, what about it's, just what about calling it handling change? Handling change. Yeah, that's pretty good. Handling change. Managing or handling? Oh, I'm managing change. Yeah. Managing. Managing change. Mm. Does that sound good, girls and boys? Yeah. My love, my love people. Yep. I can't spell managing, I don't think, but I can figure that out later. I've, I've run it in the bottom of mine. Oh, you're good, man. It's not true what they said about you. You could have been in capital, so. <laughs> well, I won't complain. <laughs> you can't win, Mark. <laughs> uh, no, that's really good, guys. I really enjoyed that. I think uh, I got a lot out of that. Is there any more takeaways that anyone might have got just before we uh, sign off? Yeah, I'm just disappointed you put my KFC comment over to the other side. Well, <laughs> Grammar Queen. Here we go. I love KFC. Do you really love KFC? Now, I, I, I do. When my first job, I was driving an egg truck. At the same time, they built the first KFC in Whangarei. And three times a week, my egg truck went past the door at lunchtime. And by the time I, two or three weeks had gone by, when I was stopping in three times a week, I would walk in and there would be my um, big bucket of nine pieces of KFC, my large potato <laughs> gravy, and a can of Coke. And I ate that three times a week for months. Are you on an anti-cholesterolemia tablet? 1978, this box. It's got my train set in it. First first KFC in Christchurch. Wow. The thing is with KFC, it was absolutely beautiful when it first came out. And then they've adulterated it and adulterated And now it just doesn't taste nowhere near as good as it did in the 70s. Yeah, I'm going to start a shop called Nostalgia Foods. <laughs> hey, I, I just, um, the topics actually that he's gone off topic with is quite good. What's, um, just quickly, while we've still got you here, what's some things you love, um, not just about your business, but what's some things that you love at the moment that's going on? Well, I'm, I'm certainly seeing a lot more kindness and like I, I'm in the recruitment business. There's a lot more kindness going on. People thinking, hang on, people are struggling in the business, just helping people promote other people's vacancies. So I'm actually, I see guys from Australia advertising a role. And so I just, I just, I just share it up and write a little blurb and, and flick it on, you know, and, uh, and, and you get a lot of love back and they, you know, 
it's a great time for that. I, I'm seeing more of that. People thinking, mm. why, why be so selfish? Why hold things in your own camp? Just you promote things, and people don't forget that. And yeah. people do it for me. It's quite nice. I, I'm definitely seeing that. All right. Yep. Anyway, I've got to cut out, guys. So, yeah, another good session. All right. And I will um, draw a conclusion to the meeting in general. So if you listen to our podcast and you want to know more about Elite Six, you go to our website, elite6.co.nz. Oh, yeah, babe. <laughs> yeah, <isn't it> <laughs> <laughs> what was that? <laughs>